You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. Oh yeah, so we're here hanging Hayes Radio Spotlight. It's been a cool week, had a lot of stuff going on, but it's always great when I get to come back to the studio and hang out with a good buddy of mine. Got my boy Danny Davis here. Known him for many years now. Definitely making his way through the cannabis industry, hemp industry, everything associated with that beautiful plant. What's up, my brother? How are you doing today? What's up, man? I'm, I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here and a uh, big fan of what you've been doing for a long time and, and uh, happy you asked me to be part of it. Thanks, man. Uh, how are things going? Exciting. You know, a uh, lot of changes this year. Sure. Uh, took my last company public. Uh, if yeah. you guys know that, it's Convectium. It's a B2B company. We built equipment for the space and uh, did really well. Took the company public and then decided to take a step back and, and look at what I really wanted to focus on, which was um, cleaning things up for the consumer space. Sure. And that's, you know, what's led me to here and uh, what we're going to probably chat about a little bit today. For sure. So before we get into the thick of what's now and what what, what is, let's go back to what was. Sure. How many years ago now I think we've been hanging? It's been like... Over, it's six years. Six years, right? Yeah. And yeah. and let's talk about, that's, is that really when you first started jumping into it? You did with the pens, right? Or now, or was it like before that you were into cannabis at all? Or what was the deal? I had limited experience with cannabis. I mean, growing up, the rule in my family was, you know, if you smoke weed, you're going to jail. I mean, that's, my parents were so strict and my family is still pretty conservative on that. In fact, they used to joke that uh, when I was in the space that <laughs> they still thought I was a drug dealer. Um, so I came from a very sheltered place um, and I worked in corporate America. I was a nerd, still a nerd, but I was a finance and tech guy. And uh, I saw a huge opportunity originally in um, sort of the vape space before vape was a thing. And I started Blackout and that's how we became... Uh, we had a relationship because I was doing some branding stuff with with you and some of your your stuff. So nice, hell yeah, man! And uh, let's talk about it. You did stuff with Marley, right? Yep, Juju Royal, Juju Royal. Uh huh. And uh, and how was that experience? Uh, I don't think that the end result was positive. I'm I saying in the, the beginning though. When yeah, you I think forget it, about like you know when sure. you first did it, you're getting into <laughs> it, right? I mean, being you know. able to be part of a bigger name was really exciting for me. Um, and, um, it's just one thing you learn about the industry is it's very premature to do some of these deals, um, and licensing agreements and stuff like that, because at the time, you know, we had introduced the world's first disposable wax pen. Um, so when you, when you go to, you know, getting Doug with high, um, you sure. know, right. Doug Benson is very famous in the industry and we, we sponsored that program. And so if you go back and look at all those, we were all over that, that, um, sort of, I wanted to call it a series, but that YouTube series. And what we learned was we were learning every day as the market was learning. Um, and we didn't know what we had. I think had we continued just focus on Blackout, Blackout X, I think we would have done really, really well. Um, but I identified a problem in the industry, which is I didn't think enough people were getting access to oil because I love the concentrate space. And People were saying, hey, we love your devices, but we don't know how to fill them. Yeah. And that was really interesting to me. How could the pharmaceutical industry have filling equipment for years and years and years, right? Yeah. And cannabis 
you know, didn't have anything. And exactly. so, so the, that sort of sparked my interest and we patented um, a filling system and a, and a capping system uh, for, for vape pens and sold it to a large number, a large percentage of the industry that's still used today. Um, so that conti- that company continues to, to operate and uh, I hope they, um, you know, do the, the best job they can. I own sure. a large percentage of the and shares. It took, it took a lot of like, so, but it was years you're with them. Yeah. Yeah, to go through all the things of like making machines, going Ugh. through like how many versions, like what was it like? Eight it was versions, like, you know, trips back and forth to China. Uh, thank God I don't have to go to China right now, but yeah, uh, and, trips and, back and, and, and that's that's funny because I just returned and I was gonna talk to you a little bit about this. Is sure. I left like on the seventeenth or something like that, less than two weeks ago days around when it really just like broke out so like i felt like quite lucky that i just bolted out but i still had this like crazy fear because they say it takes like two weeks to incubate and all this type of shit oh my god bro yeah the for reference to some of the audience members we're talking about the wuhan coronavirus coronavirus and uh no telling how big it's gonna get but um i digress i just there's a reason i don't love uh going to china just because i'm never sure you know all the major pandemics we've seen lately, SARS and and the bird flu and even uh, swine fever and all sorts of stuff, we're seeing a lot of it come from uh, deregulated parts of China. I think China, you know, is really good at manufacturing. Sure. They're very bad at engineering is my perspective. I mean, DJI is probably the best engineered Chinese company I know. Um, so we engineered everything here and then we sent them the specs to build it there. And so half of our life was flying to china and making sure that they were actually doing what we were telling them and it's, to do it's a it's like a lot of hours right it, customs yeah it was at some point the, we the, decided the jet lag kind of fucks with you too right yeah it was uh it was tough i had it down to a science i was going to bed at like 6 p.m okay waking up at like 3 a.m and hitting the gym and literally i was the only person in the gym you know sure sure uh I was fortunate a lot of times to be able to travel with my uh, my partner, and she's wonderful, and so it was awesome to be able to have your girlfriend and, and sort of life partner there um, as, like, your, you know, as your partner because she's guiding and me I on was what even to eat. Like, I was even, <laughs> even told, like, you know, bottled water oh. or this, like, just like you would be in Mexico or India or certain things, like, yeah, to I, be just conscious of that, even if they put ice cubes, we're like, no, like, yeah, you know, just drank soda out of the can. You yeah, know, actually, stuff like that. it's it's interesting you say that because a lot of times uh, I would ask for ice, and even the the Chinese were like, you don't want ice, man. <laughs> just drink it out of a bottle. You don't want us to get you ice. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I, I digress in the sense that you know I appreciated what they did for us in China, and I appreciate the the work, but we realized at some point we had to move it to U.S. manufacturing. So we gave consumers the option, um, you know, things like lead testing. I was the first company, you can go back and look at that, but Convectin was the first company to have, um, I think we did a press release about it, was the first company to have uh, vape cartridges that didn't have, that were heavy metal tested to show no uh, lead and cadmium and other other elements that were um, considered terrible and that they are, sure. but they hadn't been considered terrible yet. So that law didn't kick yeah. in until I think January 1st, 2018. And we were already producing lead-free products uh, earlier than that in October of the previous year. So, you know, things like that. Always trying to stay ahead of the curve, which is what led me to what I'm doing now. Wow. Um, Yeah. Hell yeah. And you even, when you guys did the, you even like had like a fucking warehouse. Like you had to deal with employees. Oh yeah. We had, you know. Going to the shows. 
Oh, yeah, we had 30 employees. How many um, shows did you do in all those years? It's insane. <laughs> like, at least a dozen or more a year, We right? did at least. Yeah, I, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry about that. Um, oh, no. no. Probably 16 <laughs> shows a year. Right? That's but sometimes crazy. three in a month. You know, we had to have multiple products because we had to have multiple trade show booths. Yeah. Because we were doing so many at the same time. And then, that you know, you got to factor the weights and where you go and where to leave shit and all that type of stuff, right? Because it could be crazy, yeah. crazy costly, right? Yeah. When your pieces of equipment weigh, you know, 500 pounds a piece, uh, you got to figure out how many to ship where and when and all that because, you know, uh, one of the little known facts about being a equipment manufacturer is these guys that are union-based <laughs> You know, guys out in Chicago, right? They will charge you $3,000 to move your product 100 feet. Wow. And there's nothing you can do about it. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. this happened to us a lot. And so oh, we yeah. get bills for $12,000. We're like, $12,000? Wow. You know. So, yeah, there's some costs. Uh, being an equipment company is not always easy. And people have to understand that, too, mm -hmm. if they try to get into that. Yeah. The, the capital costs for this business are still high. And raising money in the... Cannabis side, you know, cannabis business, especially THC, is really hard right now, and we're seeing that all over the news, right? Where if you look at, you know, MJ Biz, BizCon or MJ Biz Daily that hosts MJ BizCon, they are constantly talking about the challenge of of raising um, capital in this industry. Hell yeah! So you do all that, you get into pens, you get into oil. Mm -hmm. What made you all of a sudden say? I'm going to completely, I mean, I know you went through some stuff with the company. You said I left mm -hmm. and I know I saw you blogging and putting out certain things and saying like, uh, you know, I want to get into cannabis. I want to get into hemp. Like you, you said, I'm switching directions and stuff. Yeah. Right? I th I Let's think... talk about that transition and why sure. you didn't go back into a big manufacturing <laughs> thing or say, fuck you guys, I'm making pens with somebody else or <laughs> I'm going to make better machines or like, right. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, well, I'll tell you two things. So number one, I, you know, look, I still support the company. I'm still the largest shareholder in the company, and I'm a consultant to the company, and I want them to do very well. So the last thing I want to do is introduce my brain into technology that would compete with them. So I definitely didn't want to do that. Um, the the side that I really wanted to focus on is on the consumer, and um, I felt like it's just misunderstood, right? The education to the consumer is misunderstood. From people that talk about cannabis, you know, for the audience out there that knows this and there's probably, it's probably half and half because it says 59, yeah. your, your audience is, is unique because you guys understand so much about the plant. But but the 59% of US adults don't know the difference between CBD and THC, Yeah. right? Yeah. And so what I like to do is simplify the conversation first sure. and say, cannabis is two things. It's sativa plants and it's hemp plants. And you can have sativa derived all these items and you can have hemp derived all these items. And we decided to focus on hemp derived CBD. Uh, and everybody is out there talking about their CBD product, talking about how CBD is the greatest thing since, you know, coming of Christ. The problem is, is that they don't understand that there's so many different kinds of CBD. There's different uh you know, spectrums of CBD. Uh, some of these products didn't actually have CBD in it and they're advertising CBD. So our goal was threefold. If we built a product, we wanted to add three things. We wanted it to be able to be authenticated immediately so know that you're getting a quality product. Hell yeah. We, know we wanted you to be able to see all the lab test results and see all the ingredients. So transparency. Sure. And the last thing is we wanted you to be educated. We wanted to be able to provide you an education. How the hell do you do all of that on a package? Right? How sure. do you do that in a, in a retail store? And that's when we came up with the concept of leveraging NFC tags or near field communication okay. into our labeling. 
Because part of the problem is, and I, I know this is a fact, the FDA put this thing out that one out of 24 products that they had pulled weren't even what the fuck it was. Yeah, one out of 27 it like was. 27? And one yeah, of them yeah. was, and one of them was 2,200% higher than what it said. Oh, Wow. So, wow. yeah, twenty two hundred percent. So imagine you're you're supposed to be getting something that had 03 percent THC. Sure. Right, and you're getting something that's twenty two times that. That I mean, that's oh no <laughs> shit, really. Yeah, I mean, people are gonna get kicked out of the of leagues for that, right? They're gonna be yeah, fired from yeah, jobs, yeah, right? Yeah. And popped on a drug test, exactly. When um, they didn't mean to be. Right. And and you know, it's one thing to be a stockbroker on Wall Street to to test positive for cannabis and then have to go to another broker. It's another thing to work at a you know, a manufacturing plant in the middle of Detroit and try, try to go get another manufacturing job in Detroit after you've been tested positive for cannabis, even though you haven't been smoking it. Right. So these are things that we thought about. And um, uh, we introduced a company uh, a couple months ago, but we formally launched um, January 7th at CES. Okay. And the company's called Pearl CBD. Awesome. And the unique thing about Pearl, I'm not going to tell you all the crazy stuff about CBD and educate the whole audience on CBD. And, we, you know, we can always do some of that. But we just provided the tag, the, the technology embedded into the label of the product to do everything for you. So when you walk up to that product, I always try to build products that my mom would buy. And I think about the consumers in general. If I had this product on the store shelf of Target or Walmart or CVS or whatever it may be, and you could just take out your phone, a device you have right now, and just tap your phone to it. You don't have to take a picture of a QR code, which by the way is easily copyable. So California rolling out QR codes mandate is ridiculous to me because I could go photocopy a QR code and so, say so it's mine. So explain to this, you take your phone. Tap it to the to the packet, to the bottle. Okay, from the back of the phone, you just tap it. Just tap it. And it'll pop up on your phone. Pops up on your phone. You have NFC native on iPhone 7 and above. Wow. And you have, uh, uh, it's native on, I believe, Samsung 8s and above. So, sure. you know, it's been around for three, four years. And if you don't have the tap ability, you can go to the photo thing and take it that way or no? No, we don't use the, we don't use QR codes. They're, okay. They're ugly. They're, sure. they're, California just passed a mandate that all these cannabis companies should have QR codes. Sure. It's so, la it's so backwards in the technology. I'm not saying QR codes are not bad for recognizing things. If I set up my TV and I can just shoot my TV with a QR code for an Apple uh, activation and then it connects me to Apple, great. But I can, on a package, it's silly because I could literally photocopy that package, put it on my package, and now suddenly my product is authenticated with your brand. So if... Let's pick any cannabis brand out there. Go ahead and pick one because I'm biased, right? So pick any of them. Jungle Boys. Whatever. Okay, Jungle Boys. So if they have to QR code it, what if I decided to just photocopy their QR code and then put it onto my Jungle Boy, my fake Jungle Boys label? You would think that's authentic. It's okay. not. It would go to the same authentication page. Oh, uh, wow. So it's all, it's, it, it's, it's not authenticating your product. Sure, which sure. Is the, which is the thing we're trying to do. So you had to build that into the packaging. Correct. So we actually embedded these NFC labels and tags into our actual label on the product. Okay. So not into the packaging that you might throw away and forget oh, sure. about. Oh, sure, into that. the actual label. Right. And let's talk about the products you launched. Sure. So we had four SKUs that we launched originally, uh, that we launched to, to, to start. One is a lotion. One is a cream. The cream is is focused more on um, 
like lo- local maybe maybe pain or something like that. We don't make any claims about uh, what our products are able to do because it's one of the problems with CBD. They don't have clinical trials, and so to make claims against it would be an issue. It's tough, yeah. However, we do include glucosamine and chondritin and MSM in our cream. And so it's a, a joint effect in the sense that you're getting those elements that are known sure, for sure, uh, sure, known sure. for pain, uh, dressing pain. And then so also... Now you can, so spectrum. you can say that it's addressing pain because of those, not because of the CBD. Correct. We just say sure. it's for relief, right? And yeah, then, of course. And then we have our capsules. Okay. Uh, and then we have our tincture. And how do you call would call a capsule then just a capsule? It's a liquid capsule. Yeah. And it contains, uh, what's unique about us is we use full spectrum oil. We sure. don't use isolate, which we frown upon, uh, especially for topicals. You definitely don't want to put an isolate CBD in a topical. It doesn't really permeate the skin. Okay. Um, and then there's broad spectrum, okay. cannab- uh, broad spectrum CBD. And broad spectrum is, uh, it still has the phytocannabinoids, right? But it doesn't have any THC in it. And we're strong believers in the fact that THC is the catalyst for the body to begin to understand the full entourage effect of the plant. Sure. And so, you know, we get away with it's, you know, 0.3% and below is federally legal. Our most recent test was 0.224. So we are under the the limit, um, but we also have THC in it. And we show you all that. And one of the most important things about testing, as you guys go out there and you buy product, I want you to think about something. When a company provides you with their test results, are they providing you with their test results before they do their formulation? In most instances, yes. Wow. So think about that. They give you the test result from the from the farm that, hey, this hemp has 0.04% THC. So it doesn't have much. Well, what happens after you formulate that into a lotion, into a tincture, whatever whatever else you're you're sort of degrading that with or diluting that with. Absolutely. So we provide in-house third-party third-party uh, testing as well as in-house testing so okay. that you see both sides of basically the transaction. Sure. And this is true seed to sale. You get to see it where it came from. Yeah. And you get to see what's in it. Yeah. And you get to see all that live just from tapping your phone on the bottle. That's I mean, great. That that is. And what are the bo- what are the bottles? What are those over there? We use a, Yeah, we actually use a glass bottle. Um, we and what's that, in there? Is that lotion or what is that? Yeah, I've got all four skews here. But yeah. the big bottle, what is that? Oh, uh, big bottle is the lotion. Oh, okay. so you get a lot of lotion. Yeah, that's four ounces. That's, that's a fucking big bottle. Yeah, what we what we did is we decided right, to include grab, at grab least me. a thousand milligrams of full spectrum CBD sure. in all of our products. And what are the large bottles though? Those ones, those ones to the right. Oh, these of ones. It? Yeah, what is, is that? Just look. That's some swag. That's some water. Uh, bo- that's uh, a water bottle. But it's cool though. I like the shape of it. It's fucking tight. Yeah, we we tried to um, we try to represent the brand with swag because we know that a lot of our uh, people love tchotchkes and they like to take a you know product and oh, I'll show you how to do it. Um, yeah. And they like to take a product and you know pens and they like books and they like you know s- stuff. So we we had some swag built around it. Well, will it work through a case? Sure. If if you have uh, let's see what kind of phone do you have? The eleven. Yep. So you take your phone. So on the iPhone, your NFC ta- your NFC reader is near the top of the phone. Oh, okay. So you tap it here and boom, it pops up and it said, "Would you like to open this?" The Pearl CBD experience. Oh, uh, okay. You have to put in your passcode because you yeah, haven't yeah. done that yet. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, for sure. And then it'll take you. Oh, uh, okay, great. To the private cloud in which we enable. It's product specific, um, so you'll see a cloud. This one is uh, actually for the tincture because this is our demo unit. Sure, sure. But it'll authenticate the product. It'll give you lab test results. It'll give you videos from our doctors that are on staff. 
um, at our company as advisors. And you get to learn everything about your product that you're just about to put on your body or in your body. Now, is there a website? Yes. Then if people can't tap it? Yeah, it's, a, it's easy. <laughs> it's uh, pearlcbd.com. Was there any particular inspiration in the name? <laughs> there is. Okay. Uh, we, we haven't even really told this story yet. Um, can, can we tell the yeah, story? Yeah, I'll tell it. It's, okay. it's going to come out in a press release one day, and you can you can say that you were the first to hear it, and this audience was the first to hear it, but it's actually Absolutely. kind of a cool story. Um, my girlfriend um, had the unpleasant experience of having her dog um, contract uh, cancer uh, years ago, uh, about four years ago, and... Um, at that time, they basically gave the her limited options, and one of the options was you can uh, basically amputate one of her legs. Oh man! And this dog is you know five pounds, right? It's a it's a multi-poo. So she decided that's what we're gonna do, and I want to. She's a, an amazing health fanatic, and she's amazing at she gets me in better shape every day. And um, she said, I also want to treat the dog um, with CBD. And you can imagine how hard it was four years ago to find CBD that was made specifically for pets. Um, but this little dog survived, and she's doing well. And I see her every morning, and her name is Pearl. And, nice. Uh, and so uh, Pearl became the, the inspiration for a line of CBD products that were quality, that had transparency, that gave you education, everything you needed to make a quality decision. Um, so I'm sure at some point, uh, we may have a pet line of Pearl products. Hell yeah. Um, you got it. Uh, yeah. At least one. At least one. <laughs> um, you know? But yeah, it's... A little it, bacon, it, egg, cheese. Uh, right. You think she liked that or what? Yeah, probably. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, so, you know, the the story is is that there is inspiration behind all brands. Um, and this inspiration hits close to home because, you know, people out there that are actually using CBD, many of them are using it because they've uh, been diagnosed with some ailment that they don't necessarily trust every way that it's being treated. And they believe that there's alternatives or there's additional ways that they can treat it. And having a whole plant experience without the, you know, um, sort of the, without the high is something that they, you know, enjoy. And by the way, people that get the high from it as well in legal states, great. But we know that there's a lot of limits on products, and so we chose to focus exclusively on on hemp-derived products at this time. Hell yeah, man. Thank you so much, bro, for uh, coming in. It was a pleasure to have you come and uh, chop it up and uh, tell me everything about these products. I know people are going to be excited about finding something that's reliable mm -hmm. and that they know what is is what is actually in it. Yeah, I mean, for once in your life, you actually get to know what you're putting on your in your body. I mean, look at the alcohol industry. They don't tell you what you're putting in there. They don't no. even put the ingredients on the package. No, 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 right? no, yeah. And look at the tobacco industry. They don't even tell you what percentage of what components are in your packaging uh, in your in your product. They just tell you, "Hey, there's some bad stuff in here," right? But they don't tell you how much. No. Uh, no. Meanwhile, the cannabis industry, we're required to tell you every single thing about your product, which I think is great. I'm all about transparency. The problem is most people don't leverage that transparency to pick really good products. And so now we've given you the ability to say, look, if you don't choose our product, if you don't choose Pearl CBD, that's okay. Just choose a product that gives you the transparency and the education and the, the intelligence to, to make the best buying decision possible. Hell yeah. For what you're putting in and on your body. Absolutely, bro, man. Thank you so Thank much. You.
for coming in. I, I definitely uh, am inspired by, uh, you know, uh, the inspiration of the actual product. I think that's really cool when it comes to something that comes straight from the home. You know what I mean? I appreciate it. There's yeah, not many people I know that appreciate the plant more than you. So. Oh, no. You know, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm definitely going to enjoy some of these products, man. Thank, Thank you. you so much for coming on Hayes Radio Spotlight. And you can check us out on the Hayes Radio Network. And check us out, all our concerts, talk shows, live music, and everything we got going on. Download the app, Hayes Radio, if you don't have it. And let your friends know what's going on. And uh, check out this episode live on uh, Hayes Radio Network. Or then check out the archive ex episodes we have on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and all the other things we got on the website. Check it out, HayesRadioNetwork.com. And just remember, when you're feeling blue and you got nothing to do, Spark on up and enjoy a little medicine. This is Andrew Pitzkowski in the Hayes Radio Spotlight. I'll talk to you soon. You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. Oh, yeah. Hayes Radio Spotlight. We're back chilling like a villain. It was pretty cool to uh, have my boy Danny come on. It was nice to catch up with him. And now, got some cool motherfuckers that was definitely glad came down to the studio. We're going to talk about a very cool brand, a cool idea. And when I hear cool ideas, I say, you know what? Come down to the motherfucking studio because you got to tell people about what's going on. I got my boys from uh, Indica Militia. Say what's yes, up. Yes, sir. Say what's up. What's happening? What's going on, y'all? How you guys doing? So Great. tell, tell, tell the listeners your names and uh, let them know a little bit about yourselves. All right. My name is uh, Marcus. I am the uh, CEO and creative director of the brand. What well, shit we do? We wear all, we all wear many hats. So yeah. we, we do everything. But, uh, 35-year-old man, grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, nice. So started in the PA. Yeah. Well, I actually started grew, grew here. Up, I started here. I born here, went back to the East left, Coast. Left around the, left when the riots left happened. Left the West, went to the East, and chilling in Philly, which shout out to all my Philly motherfuckers out there. Oh, but I'm, I'm from Pittsburgh. Sure, but still. I we, mean, we, I mean we, PA. Oh, okay. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. Pittsburgh, <laughs> Pittsburgh has got that fucking crazy uh, campus. Is it P-I-T, Pitt? Pitt? Oh, Pitt. yeah. Shout out to all my college students roaming around Pitt. Oh, yeah. Partying, hanging. And it's even medical there, right? Isn't weed medical in yes. the... Yes, it is medicinal. In Pennsylvania. Now. Definitely. For about a year, one two of the, years. One now. of the more forward-thinking of states. And then the East Coast, you yeah. go out there. And what are you doing there? What, what were you swinging back then? Um, <clears throat> Man, it was just sports back then. Just sports? Yeah. It was just sports back then, man. Uh, it was a different time, you know what I mean? It wasn't much. It wasn't too many options. Okay. So I, so knew, you, I knew ultimately where I wanted to go, where my family was, which was back okay. out here, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, so. And your, just, and your boy? So I'm, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm John Royce. Um, I'm also uh, kind of, kind of, 
just came up with help helped him come up with the invention. I'm just like his boy, like from so we met we met um in Atlanta. Well actually we met here playing playing basketball. Oh, okay, nice. So you and, guys um, are in, into we just in being athletic sports and stuff like that. Hell yeah. Yeah, we were we were in college and we knew somebody from a um a, a mutual friend and uh ever since then we became really close. He stayed in Atlanta at the same time when I lived in Atlanta as well. And that's really when he was um like kinda getting his brand off the ground. Sure. And uh and I was I, I, I bought in immediately, you know, um Facts. and uh, you know, 'cause that was that was <clears throat> that was my world anyway, you know, just trapping in. Nice. <laughs> Making uh, it happen. Yeah, so. of course. So, so you so and you guys what age did you guys start smoking? And first time I smoked, I was like eight years old. Oh, wow. Nine yeah. years old. I grew up wow. around Rastafarians like my family. Oh, like, hell yeah. So yeah. more of a, a spiritual life oh, yeah. thing generally. First time smoking was out of a dry corn dry corn cob. Oh, man. That like, is, that's, real, that's real old school. <laughs> yeah. I remember that shit. You just get that in the smoke shop. Grandpa had that laying around right. with his fucking tobacco right. in it. He's like, oh, I know what to do with That's that. That's the first, like, of, the first of the first. <laughs> You're right. My first time was probably when I was about 12. Uh, I knew my uncles and them used to smoke, so we used to run behind them, and they roaches would be burning. We used to start hitting the roaches first, you know, and then uh, turned about 14. I got real so, high one so time. You, so you just were like, oh, we're going to sneak the leftovers. Yeah, because we didn't, you and know. And get the exactly. itty, the itty, itty of the itty, like kind of whatever. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't even know what it is really yet. At all. At all. And then you realize what it is to smoke the fresh bud. The fresh. <laughs> oh, man. Not off the little tippies. I mean, do but, you guys remember the, the swaggy? It's weed. Like, that's, sure. That was what, sure. I, that sure. was what sure. I first smoked. Was, the Mexican, you know, essentially. The, the Mexican. The seeded. Before there was even chronic. Okay. The but headache. The on headache. the East Coast, we had this shit called Dro. That oh, was yeah. Like, the Hydro. The yeah, hydro you know the first, yeah, the first Dro. Yeah, of course. And we was ahead of the game. Like in the, in the, the back late then. 90s, early 2000s kind of range probably around late then. 90s, yeah. Late yeah, 90s. Yeah, yeah, late 90s. I could tell. I got. I had that shit guessed right there for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, and uh, and then when did you come back out to Cali? Then what happened? You were doing sports. You're and then you said, "Fuck it, we guys." We actually book. had a had a conversation when we were out there, and we said, "What are we doing here, man?" You know, we you know, our our our, our vision is weed inspired. Like, why aren't we somewhere where at least it can flourish? Um, it and it, it just made sense, and and then we kind of just talked it into happening, and we both came at it opposite times but still came back together you know what i mean and linked up and it's been on ever since and when exactly did you guys move out here how what many was, years was that two years ago uh well that was it was a two years ago we both moved back but i had been back a few times you know what i mean like sure i came back right after high school well after, you know to play basketball in college like i went to school out here sure I dropped can we, out. Can we give, can we give a shout-out to the school regardless? Cal State of, LA, Los Angeles. Cal State yeah. LA. Me and, my boy yeah. helped, me and my boy helped change that program, man. Hell so, yeah, yeah nice. I always got love for him. But All right, good. Yeah. Um, got to give love to the town. And it was, you know, I was trying to play professional, and I was just seeing that that, that shit wasn't going to work. Like, I was in foreign countries in third world, you know what I mean, third world situations. Sure, and I'm sure. like, man, I might as well sure. be at home with a regular sure. job. So sure. you can smoke some weed at. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I was like, man, forget this. And I ended up coming back and, you know, just going through life. I had to figure something else out. And that's when I ended up 
I had a son in college, you know what I mean? Okay. His mother moved to Atlanta. So sure. Atlanta always has been a part of my life, you know what I mean? Hell so yeah, of course. I moved down there, and this dude had my back, like, you know what I mean? I went through a hard time down there, and uh, he had my back. But then, yeah, we talked about it, like he said, that we ended up coming back. He came first, and then I came about a year later, and it's been on ever since. Uh, on, like, Donkey Kong, right? Yeah. For sure. And, uh, and... So let's talk about it. You liked, you went from athletics and said, hey, I want to go into fashion. What made you choose the switch over? Um, it was more about, I always wanted to be in fashion. You know what I mean? I always, growing up, I was one of seven kids. So my mother wasn't able to buy us everything, you know, so. I always had to make myself look fly, even if it was a hand-me-down or whatever. So yeah, it's always for sure. in my DNA. But, I got you. Um, started this, and I didn't know which way to go with it. Like, I just started it because we had a whole bunch of friends who liked smoking OG. We didn't like smoking nothing but heavy OG. That was before people used to go into the shop. We used to tell people, like, we couldn't go in the shop yet. We used to be like, yo, go get us some, and they would come out with some swag and you know keep the little ten dollars fifteen dollars on top sure, or whatever sure, yeah yeah so you know <laughs> we just started making t-shirts and then nice. it just became a, you know it, it became something and ha and do you have a cool following when the when you put the t-shirts out did you do much marketing or was it more like to the homies and shit it, it was word of mouth like word of mouth yeah and it was just and big. were you just surprised how many people were like oh that's fucking cool i'll, t I'll take one of that thing you know definitely every time yeah. every time it's just <laughs> undeniable like definitely. everybody there it's the culture like everybody yeah. wants to rep you know what they smoke what they like you yeah know what I mean? for sure for sure and let's tell everybody the unique thing your clothing has a rolling tray on it essentially yes sir essentially yes, break break it down i'm excited about that um we wanted to push the limits when it came to streetwear um you know, there's a lot of brands out there that are selling accessories, but yeah. they're all doing the same thing. You know, they're, yeah. just, they're just putting their label on it, white label on it. Absolutely. So, you know, we just wanted to do something different. We didn't want to be one of those brands that are just selling T-shirts. You didn't just want to do the secret pocket for the stash. Yeah. you know, right. Which is a lot of motherfuckers have done that. Exactly. So that, that was the thing. I was like, oh, you know, if they sent me a thing, I was like, oh, the clothing. And right. I was like, okay, I'm waiting for the, for the fucking stash thing or this, right. which everybody else has done. <laughs> It's I mean, like, yo, dude, I got a rolling tray on the thing. I'm like, just what? A, a rolling tray. So I, I remember when he first had the idea, and it was, you know, it was, it was a different model, and I was just like, yo, like this smart as fuck. You know, what I mean, I was like, what, years back, four, five years 2016, back, 2016, something like that. Oh, back, I'm talking about back in the A when you oh, had them yeah, yeah, printed. It was already built in and it oh, was yeah. printed, and I was like, yo, that's smart as shit. You know what I'm saying? And then it just, you know, we just Cracking at it, smoking, you know, coming up sure. with ideas. Yeah, of course. And then it's just like, yo. That and then it sense. formed. Yeah, it, for, it just formed, yeah. And formed into what it was supposed to do. Is yeah. there a website? Now, we are in full rebrand mode. Okay. Like, our whole brand has been put on stop, essentially, as okay. far as sure. the web shop open. Sure. You know, cleaning up the Instagram because... 
going you in feel a like new direction. This, yeah. This is a new direction. The, the new direction and this rollout sure. that we're anticipating. Sure, you sure, know what sure. I mean? We want everything to be a certain a certain way. Yeah, it's gotta be aligned. So what we'll you know? be doing but, is uh, we'll be we'll be having you guys back. Yeah, so definitely. then you can explain definitely what's the launching in this and what's going on. And, Everything's uh, under development for sure right now. Yeah. Instagram is at the Indica Militia. You know, we do have an uh, Instagram page for the brand. Nice. But uh, back to the invention. We, Tell uh, me. We, uh, we have a, we essentially have a pad. We call it a rolling pad. BDRU, breakdown, roll up. Breakdown, roll up pad that essentially you can take off of your garment and place on the the lap of your pants, you know, roll your medicine, roll your blunt, roll your joint, you know, pack your bowl, whatever you want to do. And then slap it right back up on the shirt. Slap and it, right, slap back it right back on. And keep it moving. Keep it moving. Match, <laughs> it, to, yeah. match it to your J's, match now, it to you your do bands. Like a, do you do like a smaller arm one? Now we're working on that right uh, now. Right? We're working on that See? right now. Oh, yeah. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. It's, it, it, it can, multi. It can revolutionize, like, multi. you know, this, the whole, the whole interchangeable wear. It, you know it, it kind of took us. It kind of like took us by storm, like because now we're like, damn, it's so many. You know what I mean? Options. Like it's so many options that you know we can do. So it's like, yeah, man. But we're really trying to, you know, it's an overwhelming space kind of to be in. Right. To be like, you know, man, we came up with something, and like we we haven't even touched what what. It, Touch the surface of, of what, what it's going to turn gonna do, into. Yeah. Put on hats. Exactly. Rip it off the top of a hat. It's all all that. Man. Dude. Right? <laughs> so exciting. Is there any kind of warranties on them? I mean, I feel like it's going to be a warranty. Why not? Sure. You know what I mean? We, sure, we sure. love We love our customers, especially the loyal ones. Of course. rocking with us. You sure, know? sure. When we didn't have, when we had a... Uh, we was releasing stuff and three people was buying items, you know what I mean? Yeah, the same yeah. three people. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it, you know what I mean? Hell yeah. So, That's cool, man. Shout out. Any shout outs to friends and family out there? Oh, um, man. Definitely. Man, shout out to Atlanta. Shout out to Los Angeles. Shout out to shout out to Kobe and his and, and his legacy that he left for definitely. LA. Shout out to Black and Shout out to his whole family and we all feeling them. Everybody's you know what I mean? I took off gold and purple since it happened. Right. Everybody's yeah. family that passed away, y'all have not been forgotten. You know what I mean? Like, tragic situation, just hoping for the best. Yeah. Um, shout out uh, you. Definitely. You know what oh, I yeah, mean? No, thanks shout for out the for station sure. because this is Absolutely. huge. Um, just you telling us all, all the history behind how this got lit up is just yeah, amazing. Yeah, in, in the space that it holds. So Absolutely. This is, this is awesome and dope to be a part yeah, of. Yeah, man, for sure. Um. Shout out to everybody that helped me, man. Shout out to uh, anybody that helped us along the way. You know what I mean? Whether it was good, bad, you taught us a lesson. No matter who it is, just we thankful for everything, man. Hell you know yeah. Shout and out can, to everybody. And you can find these guys rolling around magic. Oh, yeah. Biggest oh, yeah. clothing convention of the year. Oh, yeah. We'll be there. Twice a year. Check us out. You can Antica see the militia, baby. You can see the roll up cruising uh, around that in person. See the shit in person. So if you see them rolling around on the uh, on the floors, you know you can grab them and say, "Yo, yes, sir." Be the first. You want to be the first. You know. You want to be the first. <laughs> you want. To. That's what fashion's about, right? Yeah, hell yeah. Because they're going to sell out for sure. Custom made 
Made in Cali. Yes, sir. Made Cali for the made. cannabis lifestyle. Thank you, guys. Absolutely, Peace. man. Peace. Peace. You're listening to Hayes Radio Network. Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.